It's basically write a check, dump it in their lap uh, as long as they're 18. Uh, and this applies for every type of account where there's a beneficiary or a pay on death. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome in to Complete Estate Planning, where we not only make sure you're completely taken care of, but the ones you love never have to worry. That is the goal for every podcast. So we try to teach you a little something along the way. I am Ben George. He's Nick Rosenbauer. You can find him online at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. He's an estate planning attorney and the owner of Rosenbauer Law Office. Nick, how are you? Doing good. Doing good, Ben. I know uh, we're recording this uh, a week before Christmas. Uh, actually, a week before Christmas Eve. So obviously next weekend's Christmas. So I guess, Ben, by the time people hear this episode, it'll be past Christmas, right? Yeah. It'll be the beginning <laughs> okay. of the new year. Okay. So I wish everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday, although I guess I'll, I'll wish them a belated one. Um, I will say... Remember uh, on, one of, on one of our last episodes, we were talking about you know, how lazy it was to do just the Christmas inflatables right. and, then, and then walk around like you're Clark Griswold. Um, so I got some disappointing news for all the listeners. Uh, I did end up getting, I did end up getting an inflatable. Um, yeah, well, not as a, a cornerstone, and I didn't just do inflatables only. And, you know, sit around with my chest puffed out, you know, thinking that I'm the man. So I, it was, a, it's a complimentary piece. Um, although we've actually, the first one didn't go so well. I found a, a Mickey Mouse, like a Christmas Mickey Mouse while my son and I were in the line at Walmart. It was on an end cap. He knew it. So someone put it there on purpose. So I think I got targeted. <laughs> so and we're standing in line at the use can because none of the checkout lanes are open. They probably did it on purpose. So we'd have yeah. a lot of screen time and we get home and two of the parts are missing. Oh, man. We can't even plug the thing in. So my son's losing his mind, excited. Uh, and then losing his mind when he finds out that <laughs> Christmas Mickey is not happening. Um, and then it turns out I also threw the receipt away because uh, the receipt oh, was in. Yeah, no, I it was terrible. I threw the receipt away because I guess the receipt was in the other bag that had some food that we needed to pick up. Hmm. Um, but we now have a Christmas. Um, it's a Santa, which is christmas all the time i mean you know nothing nothing fancy there mm -hmm. uh he loves santa and, and hopefully and he hasn't asked about mickey for a while so i think we Good. may have saved the day Good. but for for our listeners out there if they drive by my house you know i don't want to i don't want to sound hypocritical i want to set the record straight that that's a complimentary piece <laughs> um and i and i still stand by what i talked about uh when i talked about last time <laughs> that's great <laughs> I love it. Well, I hope everybody had a good holiday season, and we appreciate you tuning into the podcast as we start another year. If you're listening to this uh, in 2023 or 24, well, welcome. This is an early 2022 podcast, and today we are focused all on the hidden dangers of, of transfer on death and beneficiary designations. That is the goal today. We're going to talk about some of the pitfalls to watch out for and some of the situations where 
Things might not go as planned. We're going to put this podcast up as well at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. That's also where you can schedule a call with Nick. There's a button right there on the front of the website. Click that. Schedule a time to, to call him and go through anything we talk about today or just to go ahead and set up your estate plan with an attorney. Nick will be happy to help you with that. So, Nick, this uh, this conversation today, what made you choose this one? Is this uh, something that's popped up recently or just something that people aren't thinking about? Well, I, I think it's a common—what's the word I'm looking for? It's a common misconception, and maybe that's not the right word, Ben, because it's one of those things that comes up a lot, and I'm trying to think of the way to put it, but it's something where people have an answer that is half right um, and half wrong, or the answer is yes— that can work, but, and then there's more that goes along with it. So basically, to go into detail here, what I see a whole lot of times is people who talk about, you know, a transfer on death uh, or payable on death, and you may hear the phrase TOD, which is just an acronym for transfer on death, or POD, which is pay on death, they mean the same thing, or a beneficiary designation, and that can be a, a direct way to give an inheritance, at least for that account. And unfortunately, a lot of people say, well, I can just name someone as a beneficiary on my account, and it'll go to them. And that could be true. The problem is the next sentence is usually, so I don't need an estate plan, I'm all covered. Right. So so their, their statement is true and yet false at the same time. And what it unfortunately ends up doing is it makes people cross this off of their to-do list mm-hmm. when it's not done or when it's only partially done. Okay. Uh, so there's a number of things to watch out for. You know, I think I consider it like a half estate plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously it's quick, it's easy, well, depending on the company, but it could be easy um, to set up your beneficiaries or update them. And great thing about it, Ben, you don't need to hire a professional to do it. You can just call up uh, Fidelity or Morgan Stanley or the bank and say, I need to put a beneficiary on my account and they can do that for you. But again, like I said, it's a half answer and there's a whole lot of times where it doesn't work as intended and people cross uh, estate planning off the to-do list before it's been done. Okay, perfect. That sets up the reason why you need to be paying close attention and, and why you know you aren't done just by listing that beneficiary designation. And it's great that you did that. And it's important that you do that. That is something that should be on your list to a, do, and then B, to kind of follow up and check on every year to make sure you don't need to change those things. But today we're going to talk about some of those pitfalls, where you need to be paying attention because things could go wrong if you just stop on that TOD or the beneficiary designation. And let's run through this list, Nick. The first one is really just the lack of options, right? Exactly, exactly. So first off, we'll start with non-retirement accounts because retirement accounts and non-retirement accounts typically have different different options. Typically, you have more options uh, with retirement accounts than non-retirement accounts. So um, if we're talking, you know, a bank account, just a regular, you know, shares of stock, uh, investment account, brokerage account, and I'm referring to things that are not in an IRA or a 401k, something like that, usually they only allow a pay on death or a transfer on death. Uh, A lot of times it only allows one beneficiary. Sometimes they'll give you maybe the option to list two or three. A lot of times it's only one. And so if you think about that, if you have three kids, a lot of times you 
you physically cannot do something where you say, I want the money to go equal shares to my three kids. It won't let you do it. Um, some will, but the vast majority of them don't let you do that. Won't, won't let you spread things around to multiple people. Also, a lot of them don't allow an unequal uh, share to different people. So as an example, if we say, here's my three beneficiaries, uh, assuming the company allows you to do it, and that's a big if, typically it will be, give me your three beneficiaries, and if it's one or two or three, it'll be equal shares to them. Well, what if you want to give more money to one person than the other? So if you said, I want to give 50% to my son, John, 25% to my daughter, Sally, and 25% to my son, Jimmy. Well, a lot of times you can't break it down that way. Also, they usually allow one level of beneficiaries. And what I mean by that is it goes to John only. And then if John dies before you do, it doesn't allow a backup or a contingent or a secondary beneficiary. So if it's only one person, if John dies before you, now what happens? Most likely it has to be probated. The whole thing's worthless. Or if you have multiple beneficiaries, they usually only allow, uh, I don't know, Ben, if you've ever watched the show Survivor. I have, yeah. um, Or those game shows. Um, yeah. That's the way I like to describe it. It's last man standing wins as far as all the prize money and everything like that. I hate bugs, um, so I can't, uh, so I'm not a big fan <laughs> of Survivor. Um, I could never do that. Uh, and I'm also a picky eater, which is really, really a bad combination for like a, a wilderness survival uh, yeah, you're not going to make it big. No, I would, I would absolutely lose. I would self-eliminate. Like, can you, you can quit, <laughs> right? I'm assuming. Uh, you if can, you yeah. Survivor? Okay. Because I would quit after a day and say, look, I'm hungry and these leaves aren't cutting it. Um, and then I would probably just cash out. Um, but a lot of times, <laughs> if you have multiple people, the best you could probably do is equal shares to John, Sally, and Jimmy. And it won't allow, if John dies, I want his money to go to his kids or something like that. A lot of times it'll be a survivor game where if John's gone, now Sally and Jimmy get more and John's wife or John's kids get left out. Um, and again, that's assuming you even get to put uh, a what if. Um, and then also if it does allow you to list a secondary or a backup beneficiary, which is rare uh, for non-retirement accounts. Retirement accounts are a little different. We'll get to in a second. But if they allow you to do it, the only box they usually allow is what is known as a persterpes designation. So if you took Latin and had to suffer through that in high school like I did, uh, persterpes would basically mean to your descendants in equal shares depending on, depending on what level it is. So okay. if they allow secondary beneficiaries, the only thing you can do is if John dies, John's money gets split equally among his kids. So you don't get to pick. There's one built-in option, assuming there is at all, um, and that's what you have to go with. So, Ben, as you can see, once in a while this can work, but yeah. there's a whole heck of a lot of times where it won't work or it won't work all the way. Or, and Ben, I've seen this, it's not what people want, but they say that's all that the bank allows me to do. And so they basically just, you know, settle for an inheritance plan that they don't want because the bank said this is all we'll let you do. So, yeah, sure, you might get lucky and beneficiary gets whatever you left them. Uh, but 
it just takes one little change and it throws everything off. So that's the first thing, lack, lack of options and flexibility. Uh, what's number two? What's the other pitfall we're looking out for here? Well, another thing to worry about is retirement accounts. You have more options here than you do non-retirement accounts. So we have, I guess, a couple more tools in the tool belt. We have a better chance of setting the inheritance plan up the way you want, but it's still limited. Usually it'll allow for multiple beneficiaries, just about always. Um, Also, it will usually allow for unequal percentage breakdown. So if you want to do the scenario we just talked about, 50% to John and then 25% to the other two, typically the retirement accounts allow you to do that. Certain states and actually certain types of retirement plans, usually ERISA plans, which are things uh, typically managed through, uh, and it's an employee-sponsored retirement plan, and in certain states, they actually require everything to go to your spouse as the beneficiary uh, unless the spouse specifically signs off on it. So there's common law requirements there. So if you say, I don't want my spouse to get all my IRA, too bad unless you get the spouse to sign off on it. So, so that's pretty interesting. And you know, what if you're in a second marriage and you got married in your 60s and you don't need their money, they don't need your money, or what if you don't trust your spouse? Too bad. If they don't sign off, you're almost beholden to your spouse to bless you, uh, basically mm-hmm. to set up your beneficiary the way you want. Um, they usually do allow uh, secondary beneficiaries for retirement accounts. A lot of times the options are limited. So they'll allow, a lot of times they'll just have a box for per-stirpies. Um, so if John dies, then John's money will be split among John's children. Usually that's allowed. They don't always allow you to name it. Um, So in the example before, they probably won't allow you to say, if John dies, then I want half of his money to go to his kids, the other half to go to his wife. So you usually can't do that. Um, Or they'll offer a per capita option, which is going back to the survivor game, kind of a last man standing. Um, So the customization's not there. And then also one other thing that makes this even harder the accounts will have their own default secondary provisions hidden in the fine print. Um, and that 150-page Fidelity Investments account agreement, half of your inheritance plan is actually hidden in the fine print of page 87 of that account agreement. So you may not even know what the what-ifs are in your beneficiary designation. So you may be able to list... Uh, my wife first, and if not to my wife, then equal shares to my three kids. If anything happens in the wrong order, my guess is you don't know what happens next, and you don't have the ability to customize it. So there's a lot of people walking around there who don't actually know what the inheritance plan looks like. Wow. Well, that's kind of a scary thought. Um, all right, so that's a couple of different pitfalls. We got uh, one more on our list before a little bit of a, a bonus pitfall. What's next, Nick? Well, and, and this one here um, applies whether it's a retirement account, life insurance policy, non-retirement account. This is something that applies across the board. Um, so these issues will fall under the category of being problems for retirement accounts and problems for bank accounts and investments and everything else. All payments are outright 
ready or not, here I come. Because you'll notice I didn't mention anything about a delayed or a controlled distribution for anyone. So as long as the beneficiary is of age, is an adult, Fidelity or Morgan Stanley, whomever it is, uh, and again, Ben, I know we've been meaning to get Fidelity as a sponsor, I guess, for all of the, for all of, uh, for all the times that we, uh, that we plug them here. But Fidelity will not hold on to the money and be the money manager for a three-year-old uh, long-term. They're not going to do it. So if you're under age 18, the probate court's going to have to monitor it uh, until age 18 for the guardianship because you also can't give money to someone underage. And then assuming they're 18, we give them all the money all at once. So if your son or daughter or grandson or granddaughter, whoever your beneficiary is, if they're underage, the beneficiary designations won't go well. And then if they're 18, here's all your money, ready or not, here I come. And you can see why sometimes this can be a problem, especially if we have people who are underage or if they're legal adults. And I say that with air quotes, but maybe don't, maybe aren't old enough to really understand what's going on and have the appreciation yet. There's no protections, no restrictions, no delays. So all of the ability to protect uh, the money and help be a guardian or have some guidance with some inheritance, it all goes away. So all these things we talk about uh, on a number of our other episodes about ways to safely and responsibly pass the money on, can't do it. A lot of these, it doesn't work. It's basically write a check, dump it in their lap uh, as long as they're 18. Uh, And this applies for every type of account where there's a beneficiary or a pay on death. Hmm. Well, some very interesting stuff uh, out of these first three, but I did promise you a little bonus pitfall. I guess it seems like you shouldn't be excited about a bonus pitfall, Nick, but um, we have one more on our list for him. Well, it's it's exciting for people like me, um, <laughs> I guess at least uh, in this industry, but co-ownership. So it's a, it's a bit of a variation on the beneficiary or the transfer on death. Uh, I have a lot of people say, well, I have beneficiaries on my retirement accounts, and I just put my son as co-owner on my bank account and my son's co-owner on the house. And they think that's you know the clever way to finish up and, and, and kind of plug all the holes in the, uh, the non-estate plan here. So think about it like this. Husband and wife, you and your wife co, you know, both your names are on a bank account. Uh, ben, if something happened to you tomorrow, your wife still has the account, right? Right. Just like uh, a house, uh, assuming you were married when you bought the house. So people think about that and say, well, I'll do that for the kids too. And yes, technically that will work, but you'd have to put one of the kids or someone else as a co-owner on your money right now. A couple reasons that's not as good, uh, even though it seems like the easy way. Um, first off, the co-owner can take the money right now, and everyone says they won't, but you have one of your children in financial trouble, and they need some money to pay off a debt, or they're a gambling addict or something like that. The money's there. They can clean it out, and there's nothing you can do. And here's um, one that people don't realize. What if they get in trouble? So, Ben, what if you put, um, what if you put your child on as a co-owner of your house? Um, And then your daughter gets divorced five years from now. 
Okay. Uh, bad news because when they're splitting all the assets in half, your house is part of her estate and her assets. So half of your house is put on the table to your ex son in law. So, so, or if you get uh, in a lawsuit um, and someone sues you for a car crash, or more importantly, sues them. So the problem is your child or whoever you list as a co-owner, their lawsuits, divorces, bankruptcy puts your assets at risk because they're technically theirs as well. Um, And then the last thing here, and this comes up more often than it should, because people say, well, I know I have five kids and I know that my one child is co-owner on the account, but they promise they'll share it. Well, maybe, uh, maybe not. Sometimes they don't. Um, but if if you, you know, Ben, if you were a co-owner on an account with your parents and then your parents died, the money all became yours, you mm-hmm. don't have to share it with your siblings. Right. It's yours. You're not required by law to do it at all. And what if you don't? No one can stop you, even though the family will all hate each other. And what if you do want to share it? But you need a minute, and all of a sudden your siblings are all calling you up saying, give me some money, give me some money. So you're, you're looked at as a bad person, whether you did anything wrong or not. And then if it's a lot of money and you are making gifts, you actually have to file, you may have to file a gift tax return hmm. because you can't just give gifts of 100, 200, 300,000 with no consequence. So you would have to file a, a gift tax return to let the IRS know that you gifted $100,000 to each of your five brothers and sisters. So again, this, this all goes in together, Ben. As you can see what I'm saying when people make correct statements about a beneficiary or a TOD and how it can pass the money on. It could, uh, but that's not enough. It doesn't cover everything, and it's very limited. So it's, we built the house, but it's on a very faulty foundation. And that's why I think it's dangerous just to take the easy way out and look at this and assume everything's done. It should be part of the deal. It should be part of the conversation you have with your attorney, but it is not the end of the road. Gotcha. Well, some great information, Nick, as always. Um, some things I'm sure that make people think a little bit more about uh, what's that next step beyond just setting up this uh, transfer on death and, and beneficiary designation. What else can I do? And of course, that answer is to actually set up a plan, an estate plan, um, with an attorney like Nick, who is over at Rosenbauer Law Office. You can find him online, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You can also call him directly, 513-463-6789. But Nick, this is definitely something to think about, because I think a lot of people, like you said, might just say, well, my beneficiaries are taken care of on my, my 401k or my IRA, so my stuff will go where it needs to go. Yeah, exactly. And and the answer to that is... Maybe if you get lucky, but probably not. Or if nothing else, maybe, but you could probably do better. You could probably do safer and you could probably customize it more to get what you want. So I, I don't, uh, it's better than nothing. But the, if I could say one thing um, is, is don't have a false sense of security about it. Uh, it's definitely a piece. And I think we've talked about before how it is a piece Uh, of the whole puzzle, but it is not the end of the road. Gotcha. Well, great information as always, Nick. If you haven't subscribed to the show, please do so. Also, let a friend know about it if they are thinking about state planning or considering uh, what their options are. 
point them to this show and let them know that uh, there's a lot to learn here along the way and we're um, we're always learning something new and hopefully have much more to get to in future episodes so please subscribe wherever you listen whether it be uh, apple or spotify or google stitcher all the major podcasting platforms you'll find us there and nick i do appreciate it as always uh, catch up with you again in a couple weeks yeah, absolutely and i uh, hope everyone had a wonderful holiday and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.